Hey guys, Kurt MFGCast here. Um, just want to do a little little mini intro before the intro. <laughs> I just wanted to give a big thanks for Kim and Dan for coming on from the uh, Gaming Nonsense Uncensored podcast, coming on and talking with us. It was such a fun time. It was cool to get the get a crossover going. Um, it's something that I think that we should do more as a podcast community and a gaming community because it's just so much fun to get everybody together to talk about the things that we love. So I just wanted to do a little shout-out here. A couple of things I forgot to do at either at the beginning or at the end, usually I like to do at the end, is how to reach the people that we talk to. So um, to get a hold of Dan or Kim, the easiest way to do that is to go to at GNU Podcast. Um, another way you can do it is go to go to their website. Um, you can go to its uh, gnupodcast.podbean.com. Listen to this wonderful podcast. I mean, they're great. Um, it's not just Dan and Kim. It's the whole gang. Um, they're wonderful. It's a great podcast to listen to, so you should check it out. So check out this crossover with uh, the MFG cast and Gaming Nonsense Uncensored. All right. Thanks, guys. Have fun. We'll see you next month. And thanks for listening. This is the MF Gaming... Let's see, what am I trying to think of? Nonsense cast. (laughs) (laughs) I can't put that all together. So this is our crossover episode, if you guys didn't know. We've kind of been talking about it. It's us, the MFG cast. We've got two great guests with us. We've got the Gaming Nonsense Uncensored Podcast. I knew I would get that wrong because anytime I try to get any words together in a sentence like that, I screw it up. Gang- gaming Nonsense Uncensored Podcast. That's what editing is for, people. Okay. <laughs> And I almost um, professional enough to be on our show now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't even know what to do now. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get put me through all the motions because I'm so nervous. <laughs> um, so thanks to Dan and Kim for coming on our show, and then we'll do we'll do kind of a. In case you guys didn't know, we'll do like a half on our show. We'll try to keep it to a half an hour, even though I'm sure it'll be longer because it seems like we we both podcasts really like to talk. And then we'll try to do a half over a half hour on their podcast, and uh, so this should be fun. So, thanks guys for agreeing to come on and and talk and whatever craziness comes up. <laughs> and I was looking forward to this all week. Once we were talking about the idea, like uh, once I said to you, it's like, hey, we should do a crossover, and you were like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, holy crap, he's actually down. <laughs> chalk that up into like you know when you say to your friends hey let's go out for dinner and then it's six and a half years later they had a kid you don't even know what the kid looks like Mm -hmm. someday we'll get together yeah yeah no so it's good good to get together you know i'm for me it's hard it's hard for me to say no just because i like doing just about anything you know and it's 
it's cool to do something that we've never done before, too. So, did I just say that twice? Probably. Okay. You repeat yourself a lot. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> my, brain, my mouth goes faster than my brain, of course. He's but, just uh, so excited about the idea, that's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all excited about games. It's funny, because I was going to do, I was gonna do uh, an intro. When I was going to do the intro, I was going to do Dan. I was going to be like, hey, guys, this is Dan, and I like to really talk fast, because that's what I do, because I really like games, and games are really good, you know, and, and stuff like that, because I, I feel like we're kind of like the same go, where it's just like, we're just so excited about games, we just want to talk about what, we pl- what we're playing and, you know, what happens in the game community and stuff like that, so. Yeah, man. Well, like, uh, with the games and such, since you just went to Gen Con, mm-hmm. now... Uh, I know, like, well, I definitely want to hear your experiences with Gen Con, but in case you didn't know, Gen Kent this year was tremendous. <laughs> it was global this year. Millions of people didn't get to go to Gen Con. And that's pretty big, you know? <laughs> yeah, it seems like there was more people doing Gen Kent than Gen Con, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you can get all that many people together to, you know, talk about the fact that you're not going to this one thing, you know, and, and, and also, you know, they were, you know, giving away games and, you know, having a lot of, you know, good conversations about it. I love that. So what did you guys do for Gen Cant? We, well, unfortunately, uh, we were like, yeah, man, we're going to play hundreds of board games, and then we played Earth Defense Force on the Xbox for like 50 hours straight. Wow. <laughs> nice. It became a case of one more board and then that was <laughs> uh, and it was mostly farming too just getting armor boxes that's what it was armor boxes and killing ants <laughs> but uh, we actually did get to get in a couple of games like um, you know we started to, like we couldn't play in Lost Legacy a bit more nice. uh, now I don't know if you ever played it it's kind of like Love Letter except like a little more gamey oh okay <laughs> no I've heard of the game but I've never I've never played it yeah, it's basically like, um, so instead of just the, you know, the usual, I'm trying to eliminate you, at the end of the game, it's not just, I have the princess, I win. It's you still have to find this artifact. So they actually have this investigation phase. So the lower cards go faster for investigation. So it's kind of like you want to play those low cards because they're really kick-ass, but at the same time, you also want to win the investigation. So, uh, and it's cool because they have like four or five different sets of it out now, and you can mix and match your cards. Well, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I always yeah. thought that, you know, I know Love Letter's done a bunch of different ones, you know, and stuff like that, but I always thought it would be cool to do, like, even if you're going to come out with, like, a two- to four-card expansion, it would be kind of cool to have something that would, you know... Like, just add a little yeah, more. Yeah, just give it a little bit, you know, because it's weird because usually I'm I'm big on expansions. I, I love it. I You know, you get, you know, you, and you talk about an expansion about a game that I love, and I'm like, ooh, you know, this is awesome, you know? But um, it's weird because, uh, you know, just saying that, too, I'm like, well, maybe maybe it doesn't need that because it seems like Love Letter is, like, one of those games that's, like, it really is almost perfect, you know? So it's, you know, you don't want to have a chance of ruining that perfectness on it, so I don't know. Yeah. It's like, Love Letter is always that, um, I love breaking it out with my friends that don't play too many games, but I think Love Letter also has that level where, I don't know what the magic number is, but you play a certain amount of games, and then you just go, if I never play this again for the rest of my life, I'm okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's like 80, I don't know if it's 100, it's somewhere, but it's just like, you're like, yeah, I get it, I'm princess. princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. no kidding. Yeah, and it's it's weird too, because when you, th- when you think about games like that, you're like, when you, buy, you want to buy something like that, with Love Letter, it's easy, because you're buying a, you know, whatever it costs, I can't, I can't remember the retail on it, $10, $12 or whatever, yeah. you know? You know, but but you think about those sixty dollar games and those fifty dollar games, you're like, okay, 
Now, am I going to play this a bunch, or am I just going to buy it to say, hey, look, I have this game, and it will never be played again, you know? Well, we actually still have a couple of games still in plastic wrap. <laughs> so yeah. we haven't even... And we've, we've bought... We went to the Uncommons in the city, and we played two really awesome games. Abyss and... Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Rococo? Trajan. Yeah, Rococo. Rococo. Trajan. Oh, and Trajan, right. Um, and we were excited. We played it multiple times at the Uncommons. We brought it home. They're still shrink-wrapped. That was like a week, uh, two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> there's, pe- there's people listening to this right now that are just screaming, like, yeah. give me that copy. I will play that copy. <laughs> but it's so bad because we get torn between board games and then video games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I we recently got the Rare Replay for the Xbox One. Oh, wow. And... Like it's like a whole bunch of the old games, Battletoads, like oh, awesome. Nintendo. How much so, is that? How much is that? I want to know how much is that. It's perfect. It's thirty bucks and it has thirty games on it. Okay, wow. okay, I'm putting that on my wish list. As soon as you said Battletoads, I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. I'm I'm getting this fucking game. That's awesome. <laughs> and it has the Battletoads arcade one that was out. Oh yeah, oh, it, do they have yeah. the one with uh, Double Dragon on it? I was hoping for that. Oh, as soon, like, I'm going through the games, I'm like, damn it! What's the matter? And I was hoping for that game so bad. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the best one. That is um, awesome. I mean, it has everything. It has Conquer Spank, Fur Day, Perfect Dark, Cameo, like, everything from, like, uh, Jetpack, um, like, Jet, Jetpack Man or something like that. Like, this game that was available on the Atari. Oh, wow. 30 <laughs> years ago, to, yeah, like, to yeah. this. They really put so, a bunch of different games together. Yeah, that's, random. That's really kind of awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really. I mean, and some of the games you're gonna play for four minutes, and you're gonna go, "Yeah, that was a thing I did," and just never look back. <laughs> like, but that, it's, like that insane werewolf game. Yeah, it like, gave no instructions. You were just this guy that changed into a werewolf. Yeah. And like it's, it's, yeah, it was like probably like on Intellivision or something. And like Kim's like, "I got a cup. Now what?" I'm like, "I don't know." What to do. Yeah, isn't that fun? It's weird I that. Stand we- up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird that we're in the, in the age now where we can play a lot of different games, but not have old school instructions like you're used to, you know? Now it's just like you play the game and you're like, what the hell am I doing? You know, we did that when we played a bunch of the old Nintendo games. We played like a Transformer game and we're like, it's like you're stuck in mud. Where do we go? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because uh, me and him were actually talking about it uh, with like old video games. He told me of games like back in the day. He's older than me, by the way. So most of these games, I didn't know what Battletoads was. She loves bragging about that. <laughs> no! <laughs> I had no clue what Battletoads was, because I think it was before I was born. It wasn't before you were born. <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> Something before I was born. Yeah. I was just going to say, alright, we need to shut this down. There's some <laughs> things going on here. I don't know what's going on. We're we'll going to call the police. Going to prison 15 years, BRB. No. Um... <laughs> Gaming with no internet. Yes. So weird. Mike Tyson's punch out. It was like, oh yeah, you know, you gotta wait till his eye gleams, and then you and you know, you found out about this at school. Now it's like somebody tells you, like, oh, I found this sword in Skyrim. People just, you know, no, you didn't. This thing is that was a hacked weapon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's crazy to think that you know you had to work, you know, to to you know to play a game, you know, where these days like you see like I saw I uh, my son Logan who's five, he loves watching videos of people playing video games and stuff like that. To me, I don't know. It's weird. I love watching board games being played. But if you if, if somebody's playing a video game, for some reason I check out. I'm like, mm-hmm. I I don't get it, you know? I was like, I'd rather be playing that game. He's watching like some teenager and his like brother who's like six and they're just doing these crazy things and I'm like man I just I wouldn't I couldn't even think what six-year-old me would think about this stuff my head would explode you know well you know what we had back then besides the like Nintendo Power Magazine there was the Game Pro phone number like you oh. call that 1-800 number or whatever <laughs> and pay like two bucks a minute or something to learn codes. Yeah, Nin- like that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo would have that. that too. It'd be like it'd be like you'd have Mario's voice, and then you'd have some guy going, "What do you need?" You know, like, yeah. like oh, I'm they scared. would walk you through so slow. It's like, yeah, I need to beat the lake. Well, first, let me ask you this: Did you get the weapon? Yeah, I got everything. I need to get past the lake. You were like watching the seconds on your clock. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're like, please don't charge me another five dollars. Please don't charge me another five dollars. My parents gonna kill me. <laughs> My parents do not know that I'm calling this number. <laughs> Dude, like, if we start a board game helpline for like a dollar a minute, like we can think about it, we'll be rich. Yeah, there you I'm go. losing in Rococo. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Okay, here's what you need to do. Focus only on the yellow and red dresses. Don't look at anything else. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's why it, it's kind of funny because when I, you know, when I went to Gen Con and I'm like, it's funny because I'm like, well, I'm kind of glad I don't really know that many people here so because... You know when you, when you when you do the podcast, you talk about stuff. You're like, okay, I know this, this, and this, and they, people don't realize that you cut out stuff that you don't know. So you're like, okay, well, this part, you know, whatever. And then so I'm like, you know, I don't want to play a game with somebody that knows the podcast, even though that'd be like one in a million chance. But I wouldn't want to play with them, and then and they'd be like, wow, you're really bad at games and <laughs> learning the rules. <laughs> Sorry, that's just how I'll always be. You know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, well, like, see, that's that's the one thing that um, I was telling her about a while ago, that it's so weird because I grew up on video games, and I got, like, heavy into the board games in the last couple of years. Like, I always played RPGs, mm-hmm. but RPGs, DM always has last say. But, like, when you're playing Lords of Waterdeep or Agricola or anything, the game has last say. Like, you can't mm-hmm. just go, oh, I'm just going to collect food because I want it. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I forgot to put this guy there last turn and just take the resources. Like, somebody's going to crack your hands, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. <laughs> so it's, if you miss one little thing in a rule book, like, you know, in a video game, it's just like, oh, it's actually right bumper to block, not right trigger. Like, you find out in seconds. You make one mistake in a board game, and you find out at the end when you have, like, negative six points, and the next player has 104. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then you just go, I don't know. I'm never gonna play this again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just shame stops you from touching the pieces again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how we did with uh, we, uh, me and my wife got uh, Heroes Wanted at Gen Con, and we're so excited about it because I love superheroes. She was she just kind of gave me a look like when she saw the the components and stuff like that. She's like, "You want this, don't you?" I'm like, "Yes," you know. <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, you can get this and this and this and this." And then I gave her, a, and then she gives me a look like, "Do you want it?" I'm like, "Yes," you know. So. We got it, and then um, we, me and my wife, played it, and you know, played a pretty, you know, pretty good game. And then we played it with Mike last week. Come to find out, we were doing a lot of things wrong, you know. And it, it didn't ruin the game, but it was like, oh, that's why that's happening. Okay, you know. So it's, it's cool that you can, 
you know, like you said, nobody's, you know, cracking the whip of, oh, you did that wrong. You know, it's just like, it's like anything, you know, like a lot of stuff that you learn. It's like, okay, well, I learned now and I can use it for later, that kind of thing. So, That's a, so like, you're definitely digging that game so far? Oh, yeah. It, it's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. So awesome. Now, like with like Sentinels and the Multiverse, all those, does it play like, like any other hero game you played lately or is it kind of stand out on its own? It's not like Sentinels at no, all. No, I um, don't know if it's... I don't know if it's much like any game we've played really the only thing that i can think is that one superhero game that was like really like it was a clearance type game that you got i gave you years ago like it was wasn't that heroes heroes incorporated or something yeah. it was more like that yeah than anything we've ever played which is a pretty yeah pretty obscure game yeah, yeah. so otherwise no it's not like anything it's not not card based like Sentinels or Legendary, you know, or different things like that. It was it's very different. Yeah, because you you do have cards that you use, but it's more of a strategy of your your superhero meeples and the the villains that you're fighting and stuff like that, and their minions and stuff like yeah. that. It's more of you know what's on the board and how they how they move because each each time you have. Each time you play a different story. In the base game, you've got four cool. stories. You've got two boards that have a story on each. And then we bought the expansion that has one board that has two more stories on that. And then uh, we bought some little other expansions that gave you a ton of a ton more heroes and a ton more villains. But if if you if uh, if you don't remember when I was when we were talking about it on the Gen Con episode, there's so many you've got you actually have a top and a bottom of your hero basically so you so what yeah, you do that you sounded kinda, awesome yeah so you mix them together and with those expansions I mean it seriously it's literally I would say it's like a thousand combinations I mean Gotta it's be. that yeah. that ridiculous and mm-hmm. so it you know even though the you know the stories may get kind of old because you've only got six you know we've only got six and if you only bought the base you'd have four but you've got all those different you know, villains and heroes that you got that can really spice it up a little bit, you know, so or a lot, I should say, so that, you know, it has a lot of replayability, and that's what I was like, okay, th- this is a game that, you know, we could get sick of because of the levels or whatever, but I, I really don't think so because of all the advanced stuff that they have in it. So Absolutely. Yeah, so, like, so what you were saying with the stories, like, the different villains, is it almost a little bit, like, legendary, where the different villains modify the story a little, or is it always the same villain for same story well it's it's always the villain always kind of does the same thing in the different stories because okay. the, you know like the first one first one that me and my wife played it was like the everyone's littering so basically you, you get points for picking up litter <laughs> but then if the if the if the villain gets away then you lose but then there's like certain other things that go into it so that stuff is kind of set in stone but with the villain cards, it has the matchup just like the the heroes do with the top and the bottom. So then they have different powers each time. Cool. So that mm-hmm. kind of you know will elevate it. And because the the super or the 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 track for the villain or whatever for all the all the rounds or whatever is so long that it really could you know make things a lot you know a lot different if, depending upon a how your players play, b what villain is up there and what his abilities are, and then. You know, and then the story itself. What it says that the villains and the minions and the there's one other type. I can't remember what they're called. Henchmen. Yeah. Yeah. What they do. So. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, 
that was kind of cool to, to have, you know, just find that kind of, I mean, a, a lot of people know about it, but I didn't know about it, so it was kind of cool to come upon something that I was like, this is something that I'll play for a while, so. Yeah, now, um, now one of the things, like, with Gen Con, I saw a lot of people on Twitter were going nuts over that at WWE Superstar game. Ugh. I wish I would have played that. You would not believe how many games that I, when I got home, I'm like, shit, I didn't play that. Shit. I didn't play that. You know, I'm like, there's so many things. I'm like, I wish I would have had time because that, I, you know, I heard a big thing about that. I heard a big thing about the Magic Board game. You know, that, that was, you know, there was a lot of hype about that. There was Ashes. I never even got to see, I, never, I got to see it, but there was just so many people playing it that I was like, well, I can look from afar, you know, that's about as good as I can do unless I buy it. But I just, we, you know, I also wanted, because I have a little more, a little different taste than my wife, even though we'll both play game, games of the same type kind of thing. So I didn't want to be like, okay, I'm getting this, 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 and this. Okay, oh, what did you want? You know that I don't want to do that. You know, I want to make sure that she wants something that we'll both play. You know, so Does she, like, um, do you guys generally prefer like a lot of the same stuff, like weight in a game, like that, like a heavier or midweight, or is it like she more about thematic? I think she's more about thematic. I think, you know, she. It's weird because. You know, she does. I don't think of her as like a Euro gamer as such, but you know, she has played some, you know, and then like out of the blue, she had played, she had a little gaming group from her work, and she's like, all of a sudden, she's like, I want to borrow, I want to buy Lords of Waterdeep, and I'm like, what? Really? Yeah, I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, that's nothing like I thought you would want, but awesome, let's do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's cool to introduce her to stuff like that too, because one time I was like, I just said, you know, I heard Ticket to Ride is good. I've never played it. You know, it's one of those games that it seems like everybody in the world has played. But I was like, you know, I don't think we've played it. You know, you want to play it? And, of course, the first game she played, she just smoked me. And she's like, I like this game. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, is it because you really kicked my ass? Or is it because you actually like the game? You know? And she's like, probably both. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's like, um... Like, you know, like, Lords of Waterdeep, by the way, I don't know if uh, you've heard. It's, like, my favorite game of all time. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I know it's not the best design game, but I, it's just, I think it's a combination of, like, worker placement plus D&D plus, like, just a little flavor text on the cards mm -hmm. com combines perfectly for me. Yeah. It is, like, my most pimped out game in my collection. I got, uh, like, those acrylic gems and diamonds. Yeah. Uh, we use little red ones instead of the victory point shits that they use. Oh, nice. We got the Dean Deeples from the Broken Token. Oh, nice. And they're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, he made them out of acrylic instead of wood. Very oh. cool. So at least this way you don't have to worry about them splintering, which mm -hmm. is a little nice bonus. Yeah, no kidding, right? So do you guys like to try to make your own stuff as far as that those kind of games go? Do you, like, you see something, you're like, okay, I can upgrade that. Or do you, or is it just on specific games? It's like certain specific games. Like uh, a lot of people we know, like you know, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna sleeve this, plan on this, do it." Like, you know, if it's something that we find we play over and over and over, then we're like, "All right, let's get this, let's get this." You know, yeah. like uh, yeah, things are in there. But. Yeah. So from the from the people that that have listened since uh, to our podcast since forever ago, when we first reviewed Lords of Waterdeep, we were not very high on it at all. And I don't know if it was just the experience of it. I don't know if it was how we played it, that kind of thing. But then once, once my wife got Lords of Waterdeep, and then she's like, "I got to get skulls of or scoundrels of Skullport. Skullport. Yep. I'm like, 
all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is actually way better than I remember. I was like, it must have just been the time I was playing it or something. I really do like Skullport, though, because I really do think it it really adds a, a awesome element with the negative points, too. So it's not yeah. just it's not just racking up points. It's like you really have to think about what you want to do. So it was nice to have that, I don't know, that, that moment where you're like, okay... Maybe I should go back to games that I maybe didn't think were that great and go back and play them because you just you never know. It might have just been the time that you played them. So. Yeah, I mean, I almost every game I play, even if the first time is absolutely dreadful, I'll always give it one more shot because uh, I always think of it like this: like uh, your favorite restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. You've been there a hundred times, but like one time you get it and it just kind of like sucks or something, mm-hmm. or it's like undercooked or whatever. You know, if that was your first time there, you'd be like, "This place sucks." Yeah, but it's your favorite place. And you know that 99 times before that, it was great. So I always kind of hope that maybe that awful game I had was just that one out of 100, mm-hmm. that maybe the game is better than I'm giving it credit for. Yeah. 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 But there, there, I will admit, there are some games out there, though, that I'll be like, nope, sorry, I'm not playing that game ever again. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, what's that one that I got from my brother-in-law? What is the... Oh, the DVD game? Yeah, the DVD game. Uh, <laughs> Oh. oh, I can't think of it, but I don't remember. It was horrible. Oh, but it was just one. It was one of those old old school games that everybody kind of had a thing for because it was back in you know back in the day, back in the eighties or nineties or whatever. And I can't remember, but it had like ah, oh, what is it? I don't oh, know. I'm gonna look me, it up. It's driving me crazy. But it had the the DVD thing of the. It had like a, God, what was I can't remember what he was called, the Torture Master or something yeah. like that. And just his voice was so grating. It was just like, I, I, can't, I can't take it anymore. I don't care what happens. Atmosphere. I, atmosphere, that's right. Yes. Well, I was going to say, if he gave you a DVD with a guy called the Torture Master, are you sure it was a game? <laughs> Uh-oh. He's like, get back, yeah. get back. You're to Sorry, this is, I'm supposed to be talking about this on my other podcast. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, um, now, so one of the things that you were saying about, too, is, like, uh, you know, you wanted to talk about, like, some of those genres of games that, you know, like how we always flock back to it. Like, mm-hmm. so what is like your favorite genre that you always find yourself going back to? Well, I'll, I'll defer to Mike. I'll let Mike answer this one first. It's hard to say genre because I try and think, am I thinking game mechanic genre or am I thinking like theme? I don't like you talking. <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why my wiener dog is not in the porch right now yes. because that's all he would do is bark. Yeah, my little guy just snuck upstairs. I didn't even see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, something must be going on. They're doing a lot of laughing. It must be fun. <laughs> so as you were saying. Um, for me, I guess, like I said, it's there's the genre of the types of games, and then there's like the theming of games. Mm-hmm. So for me, the theming of games is always going to be superheroes. Like, mm-hmm. we play a lot of superhero games specifically like i love marvel games like if there's a marvel game out there i will get it and i will get the expansions just because i love collecting so even if it's not that great which we haven't found a lot of games that are even superhero related games that we've hated no um but i will usually get those games first and then other than that like as far as the actual game mechanic of a game as far as a genre We've been doing a lot of like deck building games. I think we really get into those just because it's, you know, customizable. It changes around every time. So, yeah, that's for me at least. That's my favorite stuff. Yeah, and I I'll be boring. I have to agree. That's pretty much that's my thing too. You know, it's like I've always loved superheroes since I was a kid, and 
you know, anything that has, you know, a superhero theme on it, I'm like, ooh, let's do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if it's, even if it's, you know, now that I've got a kid now and he loves that kind of stuff, now it's just, it just, it just makes it worse, you know? <laughs> Better for me, but worse for my wallet, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, you know, oh, oh, this is a cool little game, you know, I'll do that, you know, like even like when we went, when we were at Gen Con, we bought Rhino Hero, I'm like, it's, it's not really super superhero-ish or whatever, but it, it kind of has that, kind of has that look to it, you know, and, and of course, as soon as Logan saw the super, the rhino, he's like flying with it, you know, and he's like, oh, cool, you know, and I'm like, okay, just don't knock everything down, that's, that's, <laughs> we're trying not to do that, but yeah, I'm the same way, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of things I do love, but what I really go for is superheroes, and it seems like lately we've been playing a lot of deck building, so. Well, I think that just goes hand in hand with what's out there right now, because mm-hmm. Legendary and then DC, yep. the deck yeah. building game, although we've been playing Dice Masters a lot too, yeah, which is true. dice deck building essentially, <laughs> so... Yeah. I, um, are you doing like the Avengers vs X Men and the Uncanny X Men and all those, or the DC ones mainly? Yeah, we've we done. have all of those, or at least some of <laughs> all, all of those. Yeah, I think we've got <laughs> so at least one one setter set from every superhero one at least. Yeah, nice. I'd like to get the I'd like to get the D and D one too, just to see what that like that's like, because a lot of people say that that's amazing. So mm-hmm. I have all of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Even the Yu Gi Oh too. No. Um, the oh, D&D you liar. <laughs> we played uh, a lot of the Marvel vs. Uh, X-Men and all those. The problem was, um, George and Kim, they like DC. They're not big into Marvel. Gotcha. So I picked up like a booster box. I'm like, let's make teams! And they're like, nah, I don't like these people. <laughs> I'm like, don't look at the picture! Let's make teams! And they're just staring at me. Huh. But when we got the D&D starter, everyone started making teams. Like, So we got like six or seven you know, layouts built right now. So that definitely was a hit with our group. That's awesome. Cool. Play the Marvel yeah. ones, guys. That's it's wonderful. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares if you don't like who they are? It's still awesome. So, <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. I, I still have a box full of them. If there's some dudes that you guys are looking for, shoot me a message. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I got a slew of them. <laughs> <laughs> we actually bought like a booster, like a little, like a little pack for the Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. The only thing is the the dice are marked. Like yeah. they have to match their cards. So like, oh. like too much. Yeah, they did this weird idea for tournament play with that one. Uh, like, have you played any of the organized events, or you just played for fun? No, we just played for fun. Yeah, we're just basically inside our own house, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. that's pretty much... I like to do more stuff, and we kind of do it when we have, like, our own events and stuff like that, like Extra Life, but not yeah. too much outside of that. Yeah, it was like it was just a case of, um, like, I've, I only played, like... I play, like, organized events, like, maybe twice a year, just to... I do it, and then I go, oh, that's why I don't do these. Because I'm awful <laughs> at this game, and I don't like losing five times in a row. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, like almost like Magic tournaments. You're like, oh, this deck is great, and then you lost on turn four, and you're like, but but I didn't do anything. And yep. like, exactly. You know? Yep, exactly. But, um, what they did with the Yu-Gi-Oh! starters was the dice have numbers, so if you, uh, if you have the rare version of this card... You can only use that rare dice with it. The dice, it's just, it works like all the other dice masters. The dice are the same, but for their organized play, they made this psychotic rule. Hmm. And I was like, I'm just not going to pick any up because it's such a bad idea. Like yeah, I don't yeah. want them to go. This is smart. Let's do this for all our sets. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, especially what they were doing with the beginning of it. I mean, uh, this is more of a it's a collectible game. So why would mm-hmm. you make it something where it's like more rare? That's just. You know, and more like you know, doesn't work with everything else. That's to me. That's yeah. That's that's really weird. 
I would love it if they released it almost like quarters, where it's just like, all right, here's one of everything. Uh-huh. Yep. You know, even if it was like forty bucks for one of every card and die. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, so everybody's gonna everybody's gonna get into it because they, you know, it's so popular. You know. Mm-hmm. So what about you guys? What are, what are you guys usually? What's your wheelhouse for genres usually? Would you like to go first? Um. All right. I'm bad with most of the whole like uh, naming the categories for board games no, because uh, like I didn't know there was a difference between Euro games and just like deck builders. Mm-hmm. You know, but like he kind of schooled me on it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> but uh, I I like. Euros, they're very hard for me to completely understand because, like, I just like components of a mm-hmm. game. So if it has like really nice components, like a best, I'll play it. But like, um, say like the deck builders, uh, I really like Tanto Quarry because of the pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you know about that. It's a little bit, you know, risque. Mm-hmm. So like, I like, I like that. But like, um, Ascension. After a while, it just gets too boring, and the artwork is like so-so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird how how I can't remember the guy who had, who made Ascension. I know Dan would probably know off the top of his head, but <laughs> do you know? Yeah, I can't remember the name, but I know he was like one of the original guys, part of that uh, helped develop Magic. Yeah, exactly. So it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird <laughs> when you're. <laughs> Don't take offense to us, uh, shit talking Ascension. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll shut up. Leave me alone. Jeez. <laughs> but, yeah, it's weird because that game is fun to play. But like you said, Kim, it's like the art is just so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I hate saying that because I, I hate, like, dissing anything for the most part, you know. But, like, yeah, the art just... That's why I don't play the game. I mean, right. I, we have I have the original game, but I just... I don't bring it out because I'm like... It's just, it just is not aesthetically pleasing. So I'm just like... I don't know. Just maybe I'll do it on a night where I just want to bring out something old, but I won't look for it. You're fired. You're fired. You're out of here. The studio is You're right. You're off the podcast. Get out of here. They they try to sneak on every so often. <laughs> well, like uh, they actually have. Um, you can get Ascension on the iPad, mm-hmm. which I think is better than buying the game itself, mm-hmm. only because. That, when we've got, like, a whole bunch of expansions, and the deck would just be huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if you wanted to get to, like, those one cards, like, a construct that you really need, mm-hmm. like, it's too high. Like, you know, you can't yeah. really get through all those cards in like, one game. Yeah, when you're playing a deck builder, and the thing goes up to here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, not it's good. It's like somebody sneezes, and you're like, all right, well, I guess I can <laughs> Yeah, no kidding, right? Like, that game is a dream game on the iPad, though. Yeah, I feel like using this expansion and this promo and this expansion play. Like, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now you're you're usually euros, right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I actually heard this term on uh, the Dias podcast mm-hmm. for the euros, the soulless cube pushers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good way to say it for sure. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and I've been playing. Like, I mean, I dig those games. I like, uh, I like any of those games that afterwards you're like, man, I, I actually feel a little smarter now. Like, you, know, you mm-hmm. feel like you unlocked a secret of the universe. Maybe that's why um, I don't play them that much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but also, like, for me, like, anything, like, I love fantasy theme. So mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Like, um, you know, like, there'll be a game where it's like, okay, uh, like, you know the Star Trek Attack Wing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Friends of mine were trying to get me to play that for years. 
And I'm like, this game is stupid. You know, you're using a ruler to see how far you move. You can't, you know, you have to eyeball if you can shoot. This game's dumb. A year later, D&D Attack Wing comes out. I'm like, guys, look at all my dragons! (laughs) (laughs) Instantly playing it, you know, I'm like, picking up two of everything, building armies. It's just like, it's... It's awful because, like, you know, laser pistol. Eh, who cares? Put a sword in his hands. I'm in. I'll buy three. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, like, he I, would pick them up, and he would be like, "Can I get two of them?" I'm like, "Uh, do we need to?" Yeah, I, I <laughs> heavily, I heavily rely on Kim for my gaming budget. Same <laughs> <laughs> with Gen Con. When we were at PAX, I'm like, "How much am I allowed to spend at this table?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It that... was like I was like a little kid who put the money in my hand. I'm like, "What can I get with this?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's what we were. We when we were there at, at Gen Con, we had had we had some people, and we were talking to. I think it was one of the interviewers. Somebody said that they were looking at looking at getting a game and they're like well looks like i'm digging into my grocery budget i'm like oh my god no it's not worth it the guy kind of pats his stomach i'll be seeing you later old friend uh, yeah yeah no kidding right right it's like good 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 excuse to go on a diet now folks yeah. it's like college all over again eating ramen and drinking Pepsi yeah, no, no kidding no kidding it's like uh with with dan He'll um, just want to spend a whole bunch of money on board games. And it's bad that, I'm sorry, it's bad that we're kind of together because I want to spend a whole bunch of money on video games. So it's like, we got a whole ton of board games, like three bookshelves worth, and then we have, like, books and books of video games. It's like that. Our house looks like like teenagers, like, and their parents just left. And we have no reason to be bored at home. That's awesome. So what, 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 well, since we, you know, it seems like we're always talking about board games, what, what video game, what video game genres do you guys usually gravitate towards? Like, that, for me, almost anything. But I, the, the one problem I do have is I maybe beat three games in the last, like, ten years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, especially one, if you have so many. amazing! Yeah. Two weeks later, oh my god, I love these cars. I'm like, man, I love them. It's like, <laughs> yeah. touch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it seems like as you get older too, there's only so many, there's only so many things you can do in a day, almost, you know. And so it's like, oh, I gotta play this, you know. Oh, oh wait, I'm gonna play this, you know. And then you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, really stick with something. I I tried that one. Uh, I think it was last year. I tried to play Final Fantasy 13, I think. And then I got to a point where one of my discs was actually scratched, and I couldn't go any further than I wanted to. <laughs> oh, yep. Just like your guys' face right there. And then I, you know, I did one of those, like, I, like, just froze for, like, a minute. And then I put my head down and just shook my head, you know? Like, <laughs> I can't believe, I, I think I put, like, 50 hours into it and was like, can I, can I blow on it? Can I, you know, I tried everything. I even had, like, an old disc cleaner from, like, 10 years ago. That didn't work. I tried shining it with my hand. That didn't work, you know? So I was like, well... I'm glad I wasted all of my time on that. Mm-hmm. You're looking at your hours played, and you're like, I could have learned the language of this time. <laughs> no, no kidding. I could have played a lot more board games in that time, you know? Mm-hmm. But. Oh, God, that's all. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I got over it eventually after lots of crying, so. <laughs> but talking about, you know, genres that we really like, stuff that I would actually like to be into more is... 
But it's weird because, you know, like Kim said, not knowing different names to different genres and stuff like that, I, I had no clue before the podcast even. It was just kind of like, okay, well, I you know, I know that this is a superhero game. I like it, you know, and this is a fantasy-themed game. I like it, you know. Uh, but I really, I'd actually like to get into more Euro games because I, I like that whole, I think it's like the... All the all the pieces, you know, it's you, you've got all these little things. You can move them in different things. You know, it's almost like you have an ownership of it when you're playing the game. It's like these are my little pieces. These are my little gold. You know, this is awesome. You know, um, you know, out of a uh, just kind of out of a whim, um, looking on Board Game Geek, I saw that Puerto Rico was ranked, you know, like number two or something like that. I'm like, well, it must be good, so I'll get it. You know, and found the two player rules for it so me and Mike played it and I'm like wow this is awesome I need to get into this more you know and the only the only thing that sucks about it is that when we went when we went to Gen Con we got Lagrangia from Stronghold Games oh yeah is it good is it good <laughs> yeah. I haven't played it yet because then when I you look at my cart and I'm like this yeah. buy it now well there's yeah well there's just so you know when we opened it up uh, and I even watched a, a how to play it game because there's just so much to it you know excuse me I'm like I'm like, man, this seems like a lot, you know? So then I watched, you know, somebody play it, and they put the cards on the, you know, you put it on the left of your board, you put it on the right of your board, top and on the bottom. I'm like, holy crap, this is crazy. And then I looked at the how much, how long it would take, and it was like two hours. I'm like, oh, I get it. Because, you know, when we get together, it, it's usually me and Mike, and then sometimes my wife will, will you know, play with us. We usually get started because we have to put my son to bed. We usually get started at 8. Well, we're old now. We can't stay up till you know, midnight or whatever, you know. So we try to keep it at 10 o'clock. So a two-hour game, you'd have to, we'd have to learn it beforehand because you can't try to learn a game and then do two hours because that's going to be four hours. And then mm-hmm. the next day, is just, I'm just wrecked, you know. So it's like, so with, you know, with, with those kind of games, it's like, okay, well, if we're going to do it, I'm going to have to really put in some time beforehand before we get into it. It's almost like work at times. Like, uh, that's one thing with the hobby. It's like, because everyone's like, oh, you just play board games? It's like, I wish it was only I just play board games. Like, you got to <laughs> yeah. research, you got to read, you got to look at reviews, you know, you got to check around and see what's worth your time. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't, I mean, most, I'm sure there's some people that can go out on a whim and spend 50 bucks on a game, but I'm like, I have to know if I'm gonna like it. You know, I can't. I, I, I don't think I've ever really gone and bought a game and thought, "Well, here we go." You know, <laughs> like it's, you got. You really have to go. Okay, is this really gonna be something that I'll play? And I, I think there's one or two games that I actually bought that I'm like, I would never play again probably because they just weren't my style. But for the most part, I've done pretty good at being like, okay, I've got games that I, I will play, yeah. which is good. Now you told us what you like, and you just mentioned those two games that you said you would never play again. What is the games that you try to stay away from? Like your most hated genre or or mechanic or something? Gosh, I'm trying to think of what that would be. Because when I said a couple of games, I'm like, I know there's some up there, but of course now that you're asking me, I can't think of it <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, I just got to know, Mike just had the greatest pondering face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I must look to the stars to find yeah. the answer for this. <laughs> for me, I know a genre that I don't really care for. I know Kurt actually likes, but for me, I don't really care for trick-taking games so much because it's just kind of been there, done that. You can play any game in that format, and they're 
pretty much the same, so I don't really need a new one. I just kind of get bored with that, and a lot of times, for us, we're just two players anyways a lot of the time, so we don't really play trick-taking games because it's kind of stupid with two players anyway. Yeah. So, But I just, I've never gotten into that. I mean, like, just... Stan- I mean, it's almost your standard card games. I just don't care that much for. So yeah, yeah. I you know one one for me, and it's this is kind of be stupid out of the out of the air kind of thing. But I think like really like old school classic games from like <laughs> Monopoly. The, yes, like the, like <laughs> any of those. Yeah, it's like it, my son wow. has shoots and ladders and. A superhero shoots and ladders, and I'm like, oh my god, just shoot me now! I don't want to play any more of this game. I played them a million times. I don't need it anymore, you know. When you said that on the episode, I was dying laughing. It's like, great, two of something I don't like. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny too because you know when you when you tell your your parents or you tell your your in laws, you know, I'd like to get. Logan a game or I'd like a game that's the thing that you know because they don't think of that kind of stuff so they're like oh so uh, you know do you want you know like the shoots and ladders thing that's what my my parent or my in-laws got that superhero squad uh, can't or shoots and ladders to Logan and me and me and my wife just both looked at each other like ah we should have just told exactly what we needed so they could get it you know so a lot of times now we're just like do, should we get him a game? Nope, nope, just give us money, we'll get him a game, it'll be fine, you know? Well, the other thing you can do is you can have them subscribe to your podcast, so they know what you're watching. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> <laughs> Except for when my in-laws keep keep listening to me say fuck a thousand times, right. and they're like, what did we get into with this family? <laughs> pros and cons, pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, I would have to say for me, it's mostly um, LCGs, Okay. Because uh, I can't, for some reason, get into that strategy of deck building. Okay. Like deck builders, like the like uh, Ascension, Tantopori, uh Legendary. Legendary those are fine, but mm-hmm. like the LCGs, like um, uh, Magic the Gathering, like um, Yu-Gi-Oh. a pre-constructed deck. Yeah. Right? Yeah, where you gotta have it ready before the game. That like I played Magic, like that's where we first met. Okay. And I played Magic. Um, it's Kitchen Magic is fun, but Tournament Magic is the worst mm-hmm. <laughs> because people can just make you feel like shit. <laughs> 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 like, really, like, just bring you down. And, like, it's like I had, because, you know, um, I, I don't want to be sexist, but you don't see many girls playing Magic. So when a girl comes to play Magic, uh, guys either goes one way or the other. They're really, really kind to you and try to help you out, or they try to scum you, mm-hmm. which I had both happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's like, lady, you're standing in the way of those 50 packs. I have to yeah. kill you. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, what I actually do want to try is they have the Cthulhu LCJ that I heard some good things about and I think because it's like a themed I think I want to try it out but mm-hmm. I'm a little iffy because just LCGs just bring nightmares yeah yeah. <laughs> so do you think you'd play something more if it was you know more more thought out and just told you in plain English what you needed to do instead of making you do all these different things just to make a deck and you know get going on it for me yeah because uh, when I uh, it, it's hard for me to read rule books sometimes, mm-hmm. 
So it's easier when something tells me you have to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. But if they're very vague on it, I'm just lost. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's mostly that. Yeah, we talked about that, too, before. It's like it's nice to have the lengthy rules, but it's also nice to have a little cheat sheet or something on the side that tells you exactly what you mm -hmm. need to do instead of being, like, you know, just ex just exhausting you with word after word, you know. And to, yeah. After a while, it just gets old. And, it, and you know, I, I, I think, I don't know for sure, but I feel like I have, like, a mild dyslexia sometimes because sometimes I'll read something and I'll be like, oh, that's totally not what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, now I get it. Now that I reread re it again, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, any of those pre-constructed deck games, like, I used to love making decks when I used to play Magic, but I find any of those LCGs now, I have no idea what I'm doing in making a deck. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I make a deck, I'm like, all right, this should be great. And then I just get trounced and trounced and mm -hmm. trounced, and I'm like, apparently I have no idea what I'm doing at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and like we were saying before, it's like, I don't want to go online for forums for like 12 hours mm -hmm. to be told, okay, buy these 15 packs, it's going to cost you $175, <laughs> you're going to get these 35 cards, there's, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that stuff's tough, because you had, it's, you know, it's, it, it's something you have to keep doing almost, you know, on a, you know, bi-weekly or something like, kind of like that basis, because if you, you know, we've done the thing where, you know, we used to take, we would, you know, I'd, I'd say to, to Mike and Rick, I'd say, okay, podcast dues are coming up. So instead of doing that, I said, let's just pitch in a couple of bucks. We'll do magic. We'll do a tournament. You know, we'll have a draft and stuff like that. So we'd do something with our own, you know, our, with our own gaming group here. And we you do that. And now we haven't done that for maybe over a year now. Could be, yeah. And, and now it's just like, I, I know if I were to go into it, I'd be like, uh, uh, what? You know, just, you know it, it's something you really have to stick to i mean some there's some mechanics of it and stuff like that are very easy to to remember and to do but if you're not consistently updating yourself on rule changes and mm -hmm. cards and blah 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 and what 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 you know what is going to be good for this deck and stuff like that it's just you're going to get lost and it's going to leave you in the dust well that's the thing too it's hard if you're going to be in that tournament scene they like retire cards and set so much it's like you have to pour so much money into mm -hmm. it to stay current because it's like in magic what three sets back and you, you can't use those anymore so yeah. it's just like i don't want to keep spending all that money and making more and more decks you just keep having to make a new deck all the time too so yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, a lot just out of curiosity do you guys ever watch doctor who i do but i'm way behind on it so don't yeah we're on season two like okay because right. what you were saying about the tournament, it's kind of like you got to make yourself a Dalek. You got to like kill out your emotions and mm -hmm. only do extermination, and then you'll be great at a tournament. Right. But if you ever have like mercy or kindness in your heart, you're destined to lose. Yes. Like... <laughs> I can't really say much though. The only time we did a tournament, I won the tournament. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "What? Come on!" Yeah. It was only eight people. So. Yeah, yeah. And I and I got I got beat by a kid that's like fourteen, and he, he was so he was so nice, so I couldn't like. Mm -hmm. Give him the middle finger or anything, you know. <laughs> it's just like, God, you guys, you guys are so good. It's a young person's game, you know. And then I look over at Mike, and he's like, "Chiching, you know? yeah." Jeez. Like, I, I still remember the first Magic tournament uh, when I got back into the game, like because I mean I played it eons ago when it first came out, and then uh, I got back into it a couple of years ago, and I went to a tournament, and I did. I literally got to do nothing. This kid just shut me down in every corner. 
And at the end of the match, he just looks at me and goes, so what was your deck even supposed to do? <laughs> and I was like, lose to pricks. So far, I'm doing great with it. You know, I was like, like what the hell is that? Like, uh-huh. Not like good game or, hey, you tried or chin up, kiddo. It's just, what was it even supposed to do? And he had such disgust on his face. Like, I took up his time. You know? Yep. Uh, that's the worst. And, and that's, and I think that's, and that's a you know a big reason too, unfortunately, why we don't go to like our local game stores and stuff like that. Because I have, I have that fear of that kind of thing. Because like even doing this podcast, like you know, it may sound like it's really easy for me to talk, and it is when I'm comfortable. But you get me in an uncomfortable spot, and I, I you know, ner- you know, uh, nerd alarms go off in my head, and I, you know, I shut down, and I'm like, nope, not not doing it, you know, because if, like you said, if you if someone would have said what you know what's your deck even supposed to be doing, I would have been like, I'm going home now, right. you know, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have said it, I would just walk out the door and you know been done, you know, so it's it's that stuff is kind of tough. I did something, I think a couple of months ago where I. Um, my son had graduated um, from 4K, so I was like, let's do something fun. Let's go to the game store, you know? And I was like, do you want to play some board games? And he's like, no, not really. He's like, and they had a big thing for uh, Super Smash Brothers. And he's like, Dad, can we play that? I'm like, well, I'll be terrible, but let's do it, you know? So we went and we played. And then a bunch of kids that were teenagers were coming, and they're like, can, you, can we play with you? And I'm like, yeah, great. That'd be fine, you know, just take it easy on my son. He doesn't really know what he's doing. And they were really, one kid was really nice, and he's giving them advice and trying to get them to do stuff. But then after a while, it was like, they're like, okay, we're done being nice now. So it was like, it was like, <laughs> okay, can we play this? And I'm like, okay, but we were kind of here first, you know? So I let them play a little bit, and then, then they stopped. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, you know? So I, I was like, and then I went back up, and I'm like, do you mind, guys mind if we play? Because they're playing Magic. And, I, and then they're like, yeah, that's fine. So I go to play with him, and then all of a sudden, a couple of guys jump on. The same guys. They jump on and they start kicking my son's butt and stuff like that and try to kick kick my butt. And I'm like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And it really put a sour taste on my mouth. I was like, well, I'm glad he had a good time because he's he's young and a lot of things go past him and stuff like that. But I was like, it just kind of broke my heart. I was like, well, you know, I guess they're you know they're just gonna try to you know kick us out or whatever. So I just was like, well, like maybe we'll come back in another couple of months when I feel like you know maybe giving it another shot. But it was really hard to to do. So. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what you can do next time. See, when that happens again, you go and you get a pack of magic cards and you start chucking the cards around the store so they all scramble for it. Because yeah. you just go, I saw, I think I had a planeswalker. I, I'm not sure which one is it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're throwing $100 bills into the air, you know. Mm-hmm. Watch them scramble like rats. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> those, those in ami- uh, amoebas or amiibos or whatever, you know. Yeah. Right. Those were like, they were like, oh my God, they were so gaga over it. It was, it was actually kind of cute because it was like, Oh, I've got I've got Princess this, and I've got Mario, and I've got Pikachu, and stuff like that. I was like, I was like, wow, I forgot what that used to be like when I was, you know, when I, was, oh, I, I still am kind of like that with like Hero Clicks and stuff like that. But oh, that's, that's awesome, dude! Uh, I was gonna actually ask you about Hero Clicks since you mentioned you have the fondness of superheroes and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I have a ton of Hero Clicks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on yeah. boxes and boxes, like big boxes of Hero Clicks. Yeah. Did you get the um, Bioshock Infinite Heroclix? No, I strictly stay with hero, superhero Heroclix. Okay. So either DC or Marvel, and after that, it was like it kind of annoyed me when they started bringing out like the video game ones and all that stuff. I'm just like, this does not belong. I'm not going to mix these things together. They don't belong together. <laughs> 
So you're telling me you missed out on the opportunity of the Iron Maiden hero clicks that they made? Uh, yes, sadly. <laughs> and, yeah, what did they have? Do they have Kiss too? I think yeah, well, at one point. Yeah, I think Kiss, uh, Kiss they, literally sold themselves to the devil yeah. because they have everything. <laughs> we went to we went to a a um, record store that we have, and they have like uh, some like standy thing of like uh, uh, they're not. Oh, they're not figurines, but they're kind of like that, and they're all in a setup. And my son's like, "Oh, I want that." I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me?" You know, I'm like, "He's like, oh, I'll save up my money. It's sixty dollars. No, you will be spending it on something else that's more important. You can buy a video game for that much. I'd rather do that than you know do a Kiss band of figures or whatever." I'm like, "Holy mm-hmm. crap!" I know it's so bad, but like, I don't know if it's like. All generations, or like you know, my my generation and younger, mm-hmm. it's just for some reason like those figurines and stuff. You just want to buy them, mm-hmm. and then after you buy, you're like, okay, what do I do with them? Mm-hmm. Yep. And because like that's why with the Bioshock Infinite ones, I love Bioshock Infinite. I've played it, I beat it twice, and like the characters I love. So when they came out with the HeroClix, I was mostly interested in it yeah. just because of the figurines. Like I wanted to. <laughs> You know, the Handyman and Book of DeWitt. But, like, I got them now, and I was like, I didn't really play with them, but I just have them just so I can look at them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm like, what do I do now? Yep. <laughs> just keep looking at them. Yeah, it's a collector's mentality. I know I know. Mike is really big into that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that's really, like, why I buy HeroClix mainly at this point, because we never play it. I just <laughs> buy them so that I can have all the comic book characters... And then, like, I'll use them, because we'll play role-playing, I'll usually run, like, one of the old Marvel role-playing, so then I've got all the characters, you know, that I can use for setting up on maps and stuff like that. So that's mainly where I use my hero clicks at this point, so. You see, like, that's a good idea to do that. Like, you can just use those figurines for role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, I don't know how odd it would be if I was like, yeah, can I be Booker DeWitt as a wizard? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's a fan fanfic main RPG out there that you could probably use those yeah. with. I bet it's true. It's probably uh, Savage Worlds or whatever probably has one. Yeah, oh, yeah. no kidding. They got one I'll, for everything. Yeah. I was actually going to ask uh, since you mentioned superhero RPGs, if you ever thought of looking into Savage Worlds because besides the core book, they actually got a superhero compendium oh, to help you find more things to fit into that vibe. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think we've seen that. one. I yet. haven't looked at that one, but I've got. Pretty much all the old Marvel ones, so I just run those usually. <laughs> so, yeah, and those—it's so hard for me to like. I don't like to start new role-playing games because, for one, I just don't read books. So, <laughs> you know, it's a big oh, book words. of rules, and I just can't spend enough time on all that. So. It's like studying almost. Like you back in high school, you gotta study and make sure you have everything in check. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. That's a, I've you know ran you know a decent amount of stuff now, and it's like yeah, you get to that same thing where you you know like where you're back in school, you're like okay, I've got a I've got a month to do this, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like oh, I've got a week to do this, and then you're like oh, I've got four hours to do this, you know, like, oh, I probably should think of something right now because it's just like they're on their way over. Yeah, exactly. You're like you're like okay, well they'll just tell the story and I'll just kind of move them along, you know that kind of. Mm-hmm. It was actually bad because I wanted to run my first Pathfinder game. Because I like Pathfinder, I like the world, I played it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to DM it. And it was like that Homer thing. It was like, I got a week to do it, I could do it. 
oh, I got two days to do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it soon. And then when the day comes, it's like, oh, they're gonna be here in like six hours. Mm-hmm. And I was just just trying to cram everything. And then actually playing it, and you get those people that I was like, oh, well, you know, like on point page 197, it says that I can do this, but this person can't. And I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I like. I like to do it um, when we when we when we have everybody over. I like to tell them, you know what, I you know I'm I'm the same way as well. I am actually a really avid reader, but when it comes to stuff like that, for some reason. I think my mind gets jumbled up once I try to read everything, and for some reason it just doesn't quite mesh. So I always tell people when I'm running something, I say, you know what? If you have a question, we'll look it up, but I'm not going to be a rules-heavy guy. I like to just kind of go off the cuff, you know, and I, I won't, sometimes I won't even tell them. I'll be like, you know, they'll be like, oh, can I do this? Yeah, sure. You know, I'm going to be like, you know, it's probably not even in the book, but I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. You know, it's my, it's my story. You know, we want to have fun, so let's just do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of something like I wanted to do, but like the rule, like the rule Nazi thing, mm-hmm. it was like I, I don't want to be yelled at for like no, he can't pick up his sword and then hit the guy <laughs> and then take out his ball. I'm like, there's a maximum move for six. Yeah, that's that's clearly maximum. seven. Yep, yep. Oh, when you see those people, you just go, "I'm the DM," and if you don't want to get struck by <laughs> lightning, then you'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> For my RPGs, I love doing the yes and. Like, can I hit him? Yes. And what else? You know. Like, <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, like the reason I was actually going to ask about uh, I was asking about the Savage Worlds is like I went back to one of our old episodes. Like we made New Year's gaming resolutions, and one of mine was I want to try two new RPG systems. Oh, nice. I have done zero out of the two, and it's August. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. But um, but what's nice about the Savage Worlds is, and I would love more games to do this. The core book also comes in a soft cover version that's like thirteen bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to know you don't have to spend fifty for players and fifty for a DM and fifty yep. for things to fight. You know, fifteen bucks and you got a game ready to go. It's not too bad. You yeah. Know? Yep. I made the mistake of when we went to when we went to Gen Con. I feel like I broke a record. Sorry, but when you know I went to I wanted to get an RPG because I'm like I never get RPGs. I want to get an RPG. So I went in. I looked. I must have rushed myself, so I got I got a book and I got Mutants and Masterminds, which is you know the one of the end all be all superhero ones that yeah. everybody talks about. I've never played it, so I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll grab it, you know. And I was like, third edition, yeah, this will be cool, you know. Hopefully, everything will be streamlined and I'll be fine. I picked it up, didn't realize, came home, looked at it. It's all about evil. <laughs> Has nothing to do with anything else. It's just about the evil side of it for the villains oh. and henchmen and stuff like that. It didn't have any of the stats. It had like some a, stories and some places that tell, you know, you could kind of tell your own story if you had evil involved in it, but it didn't have any of the simple mechanics that you're supposed to figure out when you first read about a game. Yeah, like a, it was a source book, not a core book, right? Yes. Like, yep, yep. And I, oh. you know, and as soon as I got home, I'm like, "Oh shit." You know? And I, I you mm-hmm. know, I was excited cuz I, you know, I didn't have to pay 50 bucks for it. It was cheaper. You know, not that much cheaper, but cheaper. You know, which is which is good compared to stuff. You know, other books and stuff like that. So I was excited, and then when I, you know, when I looked at, it, I was like, well, maybe I can find something online, and then I'll just use the villains as like maybe we can all play villains. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Do something. You know, make my predicament a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. for what's worth, you can always play a villain group where it's like Superman goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like hey, we may be bad guys, but that dude's gonna kill us. Mm-hmm. So yep. we need to, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either that or you know, it's like. Oh, we're you know super villainy is boring. Let's do something else, you know that kind of thing. You know, 
all kinds of all kinds of stuff you could do. I just love it. I don't want to be a villain anymore. <laughs> this sucks. I, was, I have to work Tuesdays. I was actually reading in one of my Marvel ones. It was telling about how to set up a story and stuff and get your characters involved. And it said one of the neat things about if you would run a campaign where everybody's villains is you don't have to do much work because they kind of <laughs> figure out, you know, they're going to go rob a bank. Mm, they're yeah. going to go do all this bad stuff. So you don't have to do quite as much because they need to figure out a way to be villains, yeah. you know, yeah, more than heroes that, saving the day. Yeah, that's perfect for me. Then I don't yeah. have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you just put the, like, the DM screen up and you're like, all right, I'm going to go watch TV. I'll be back in two hours. Yeah, Let me know yeah. how I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come up with a plan, see if you execute it, and then I'll be back. Mm-hmm. So, so like with those type of role-playing games... Now, does that mean the DM has to play the part as the hero? Like, how do those work? Yeah, I don't know. I th- you know, I think it's kind of up to you, you know? You know, you can make it where... Yeah, I almost think you'd, you have, have, you'd have to. Because to. You, you'd be the, the non-player characters. Yeah. So, yep. So if everybody's have... a villain, you know, the DM would have to be. Yeah. Either that or you, can, or you could, you know, decide to not even include heroes at all. You could just be like, okay, you guys are going on an adventure, but... Who knows what's going to be happening, you know? Right. So you don't even necessarily have to have heroes in it. You know, you could just have Joe Schmo or, you know, a natural disaster or something like that. So it's, you know, it's all kind of up to the imagination, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, I would do heroes just because I love the superhero villain conflicts, you know? So I would always, I think I'd always have that, you know, mm-hmm. unless I decided to do something stupid, you know? Well, I wouldn't call it stupid, but something something different, you know? Because I like, I like to try to do that. Because I think a lot of times when you do role playing, you kind of get the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like it. That's don't get me wrong. That's fun, but it's nice to have something else where you're like, oh, this is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. I ran a Star Wars campaign where two guys, <clears throat> two of the main characters in in the story that were players of mine died, and I was like, and they were like, that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, wasn't it awesome? <laughs> you know? It's like they should have been mad because it was right at the end, but. I mean, it turned out awesome. So. That was because I turned heel <laughs> and left <Nice. laughs> and let them explode. <laughs> See, Mike, you're using wrestling terms, and now I'm happy. <laughs> I was actually going to mention I have a role-playing game book for, I think it's actually listed as WWF still. Um, it's like Know Your Role or something like that. So it's like Kurt Angle, Edge, all that type of stuff. I'm sorry, and what? <laughs> exactly. I got it off a of miniature market, like on clearance for like five bucks, hardcover book. <laughs> and uh, we we haven't played it, but it's actually, you can play it without a DM. So you just set up the matches, you know, one person's one wrestler, one's another, and you go off each other on that. And we need to try it one of these days. Yeah. I just need to figure it out because it's very different than a lot of other RPGs, so... Yeah. If I can find out how to play it, I will play that on Skype with you. Nice. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. It's just one of those things we have to learn. So yeah. And by, and by the look at Dan's face, he looked like he was about to be turned on and leave me for that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what's, what's actually funny is, um, like before when I was saying if uh, that WWE Superstar game was big at Gen Con, like you got a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. When I start checking out your podcast, so what I always do is once I start listening to a podcast, if I take a few episodes. Like, I, you know, I work outside all day, so I can listen to podcasts for about eight hours. Nice. So I go back, you know, subscribe, download all, throw all of it on the iPod, and uh, I was listening to, like, one of your first episodes, wrestling. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, I was like, man, I wonder if they still dig that stuff. You know, like if they were checking out those games or. Oh yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to get that game. That was one of those things that you know I had seen it when I first got into Gen Con, and then leaving, I'm like, oh, you know, it was like one of those things where it's like. <laughs> I wish I had this extra whatever that I spent on this, you know, that kind of thing. So I think eventually we'll have to get it because that's just something that we both really like, you know. Yeah, was is that out in regular stores or was it just at Gen Con at this point? It's I actually pre ordered it from Miniature Market. So okay. so it must not be out yet, but it yeah, probably will be soon. It's somewhere down the pipeline. Hopefully yeah. in the next month or two. Yeah, I was gonna say cool. September is probably is usually a good month for releases, so well I got birthday money, so Hey, there we go. <laughs> birthday money, yay. Yeah. That's a cool that's a cool thing about having a you know, having a good friend that, you know, also likes games, so then we're both like you know, we both give each other games for birthdays, you know, and then we've got like, oh, here's some money, you know, what are you mm-hmm. going to do with that? Oh, I'm going to get a game, sweet, you know, so it's like, and both of our birthdays are really close together, so then, fi- you know, by the time his, yeah, you know, mine's before his, by the time his is done, we have a stack of games that will last us to the end of the year, so we're like, all right, not only do we have a bunch of games to play, but we have a bunch of shit that we can talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Double win, you know, so... Yep. Now, a uh, quick thing, because you, you guys love wrestling, right? We do. Yep. Okay. Dan, what is the name of that uh, Luchador game that we got? With You actually oh, set up the ring? The Luchador uh, Mexican uh, wrestling game with the dice? Yes. It's I've... Luchador from Backspindle Games. Yep, that's that's one I wanted to I wanted to back, but didn't have the money at the time. It looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's super quick and shockingly fun. You're just nice. chucking dice at each other. But nice. if the dice hit each other and they get knocked out of the ring, they're counted out. So nice. you only use your active dice in the ring. And what's wild is they actually set up where you can do eight-man matches, Royal Rumbles, tag oh, matches. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For a game of just chucking dice, they put in like a lot of play options, which That's is really cool. cool. Yeah, me and me and Mike have been talking about for a while now. We want to make our own card game. We want to call it Pop. And we want to do it basically the more the more popular your guy gets, the better off you get for different stuff we want to kind of make it kind of like a deck builder but not not too not too gamey where you can just have a nice deck of cards and play off of it and stuff like that maybe have a ring and stuff like that so we've been kind of brainstorming that for a couple of years now and eventually we'll make it a fruition but life kind of gets in the way mm-hmm. so you know you just kind of okay well we'll talk about it here and there and stuff like that and maybe eventually it'll come and you know come to fruition so have you ever started like prototyping any of your ideas or yeah, well, I just, uh, I know I talked to you about it, Dan, just a little bit, and I, I kind of shared it on Twitter, but I wanted to do a fun game, and it's funny, too, because I actually prototyped, or I was brainstorming with my wife last night, and she's like, why are you asking me all these questions? I just worked a full day. I just worked a full day. I don't need this, I don't need this work, you know? But uh, she kind of helped me get into it, and I want to make a game called Order Up. So basically what it is, is you've got five tables, and basically what happens is you're a startup restaurant and there's only one cook and two waiters. So you're the two players are the two waiters. Eventually if it if if it ends up working out, I want to make it a four player game because then it'll have more more to it and then have ten tables instead. But what you do is basically is you have five menu items four cards a piece. So say you have like, and I can't remember because I, I, it's funny too because when we were writing stuff down last night I was like, I have another piece of paper with a bunch of stuff. Where is it? I couldn't find it. I was so mad. But, um, but like you make like a meal, like say you have like a cheeseburger meal where you have like cheeseburger, fries, uh, a shake, and then uh, like a fruit or something like that. 
So basically what you have to, and sorry, I'm going to talk a lot and this is going to get really meshed up, but um, you're going to have, basically you're going to start out with seven cards, but then after that you're going to have, what is it? Uh, it's going to be 160 cards total. But when when each person has seven cards, the rest of the deck is in the middle and you all kind of draw from it. But you also kind of play it like the game, old school game called Pit. I don't know if you guys know what that one's all about. I have to play it because you're like the fourth person that I've mentioned in the last couple of months. Yeah. And I, I've never played it before. Yeah, it's one of those old, way old school games, even before like my parents' time. That's how old this game is. And basically it's like you're at the stock market and you have all these cards like your wheat and your flax and stuff like that. And what you do is you're basically trading. So you're like, so you want to get, I think it's like five cards of one type or something like that. So you're basically just taking the cards you don't want. You go, two, two, two. And then someone else is like, two, two, two. And you trade them. And then sometimes you'll be like, three, three, three. And someone's like, two, 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 three, three, three. And they're like, okay, I give up. Two. You know, and then you'll trade there. And so it's this weird game where you just keep trading and trading and trading. Well, I want to do that with this because not only are you kind of working against each other because you're trying to get, you're trying to win this game, but you're also working together because you're both waiters in this restaurant. So basically, if you get the one, if you get this one menu, you keep trading until you get the menu item. And once you get the menu item, you place it on your mat, which is your five tables, and you slap it down, and you go order up, and then you take like I'm, I'm guessing we'll do like um, like little round wooden pieces, and then you make it into a dexterity game where now what you have to do is you have to take this little piece and you have to flick it and try to get it on one of the five tables, and if you don't get it on one of the five tables you've messed something up, like you've dropped a couple items or something, I'm going to say probably a couple items fall off. So then you have to take two cards out of that and keep going until you fill all the five tables up. And so I thought that would be kind of fun to do, and plus we'd have cards in between that would be like, so there's no handyman. Oh, the toilet's clogged. Um, you got to go fix that, so that'll cost you three menu items because they went cold. A little old lady can't read the menu. Can you read this for me? Can you read me the special? So then... <laughs> So then one menu item goes cold because you have to read the specials to this lady and you can't keep going you know, fast enough. So I, th- I thought that would be just kind of fun to have that. But the part that sucks when it comes to me is all the math in my head that's like, okay, so now I've got, I've got, uh, I've got 120 cards and then I've got this many of this. And, then, you know, and I was like, what does this mean to me, honey? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out, you know. You have to make it a rule in this game, though, that if you play the card where the old lady wants the menu read, you have to do it in that voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you do not get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's fun to have those kind of ideas. I've had a lot of ideas, but then when I go to do them, it kind of came about because of my son, because my son likes to play different stuff, and I like to make some goofy stuff, and... Some stuff has worked, and some stuff, he, after a while, he's like, Dad, what are we doing? You know, he's like, I'm bored. You know, I'm like, okay, well, obviously, this is a bad idea. You throw that in the trash, you know, that kind of thing, so, but. Yeah, it's like, um, I, that's one thing, like, I actually started getting into, like, doing a little design myself, too, recently, because mm-hmm. you play so many of these games, and, you know, people start house ruling, like, left and right, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, uh, everyone starts with three coins, I don't think it's enough, we should all start with five, we should... Mm-hmm. And then eventually you just go, why not just make our own game? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I actually, I heard about this condition from another podcaster a while ago, and I always mispronounce it, but it's like numeric synthestasia. Okay. Where he tanked math as a kid because he viewed numbers as having personality. Oh. So when the teacher would say like, what's four plus seven? He's like, four and seven would never hang out. They hate each other. It, they can add up. 
And the teacher just thought, like, stop being an ass. And meanwhile, to him, it was, like, a legitimate problem of friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I started thinking of um, almost, like, kind of like a, like, laying out a tile game where certain numbers have certain behavior. Nice. And, like, so, like, the threes will always want to be, like, in a triangle formation. Like, they always want to be grouped up together. You know, and, like, twos. Like, twos like to stick together. And they also favor fours, but they don't like prime numbers. Like doing things like that nice you know something similar and it, i mean i gotta say man like designing games it's like almost it's just as fun as when you break out one of those brand new games you crack mm-hmm. it open and you see all those components because yep. you start going like all right well we're gonna use dimes as these chits i'm gonna use these scrabble tiles as you know this piece mm-hmm. like prototyping is definitely some fun stuff to do like yeah. i think everyone should get out there and try it at least once yeah yeah it's fun mm-hmm. and you know and one of the other one of the other podcasts i listen to I'm friends with and I listen to the uh, Talking Tinkerbots, they are in England and they have this thing where they go and they have their own designing powwow and stuff like that and I'm like, that's that's crazy to think that, that that's a thing, you know, and that people just get together and, you know, try to think up games and then you know, go back and forth and stuff like that with ideas and stuff like that and I'm sure it just sparks, you know, great ideas you know. See, like, now they have that with, they had that with video game camps for years. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, you know, kids go away for a week and they make like a little app game when they do this. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping as time goes on with this hobby, we start to see more like RPG camps and mm-hmm. like board game camps. Like, you know, because it's just starting to get into the mainstream now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like um, I'm awful with sports. Like, was it one of the, it wasn't the Seahawks. Uh, I think it was the Raiders where they play Catan before oh, every Packers. game. The Packers. Yeah, and um, yeah. the news was handling it like, you know, it's like, apparently, you know, uh, football stars have discovered these new board games. You know, like, it was this unheard of thing, but, you know, this could be the breaking grounds. Because you think back video games, like, 15 years ago, you know, it's like saying, I love video games was the same as saying, hey, can you kick my ass? I'm a nerd, and I have no son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what people view the board games as now, but, you know, we're starting to see more and more break from that, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's like the whole Minecraft thing that I was talking about before. Like, my son is just so big into Minecraft it's just insane and then he watches these videos and then he all of a sudden he's like dad I saw this video I made I made this big like last time he made like a huge high dive and he's like look I just go up this high dive I jump and I go in and then before he he said uh, he had this thing where it was like here dad I have this waterfall it goes down here but it also goes underneath underneath the ground That's and then awesome. it'll, it'll kind of come up here and then it goes towards you because I he's like dad make make yourself a house on my on my game I'm like sure I'll make a game or make a house so I made a house and he's like yeah this waterfall goes into your house and it goes right here I'm like that is amazing <laughs> I'm like I can't That's believe it. you're doing that yeah like I saw like a couple people's YouTube videos they'll recreate places like game of thrones the harry potter castle it's insane mm-hmm. yeah like, i don't know how they do it yeah the starship enterprise was one of them on, on yeah. minecraft i'm like how do you do that that is amazing yeah. make, <laughs> make me one right now you know meanwhile i just when i play minecraft all i want to do is just collect many wolves so they can come with me <laughs> i don't really build anything yeah, like she walks around with like a pack of dogs so if anyone comes up to her you know they're just asking for trouble yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he'll yell at me if i actually kill cows for their uh, leather I, I I had to yell at my son because he was killing dogs. <laughs> I'm like, oh. yeah, he was. It wasn't it wasn't anything to be mean. It's just he he wanted to see the reaction because when you when you hit when you hit something, you get the yeah. red in the eyes. 
That's what he. That's the only reason why he did it. He yeah. didn't care about killing it. He just saw that it was mad. He's like, oh no, it's attacking me. I have to kill it, you know. And I was like, okay, I don't want to get too much on your case, but would you kill a dog in real life? And he's like, nope. Like, why would you do it in a game? You know, I know it's there, but let's just let's not try it. Yeah. You know. Plus, you also got to kill them if they could go after your pigs. I mean. Yeah. You need your resources. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, it's funny, too, because if you think about that for, like, board games and stuff like that, you know, you're like, oh, I could kill this guy, you know, and it's funny because you, th- you don't think about it like, oh, I'm actually killing a dude, you know? You're just kind of like, well, oh, I'm going to slay this guy. I don't care. Well, like uh, Agricola, like, when you have to, like, you kill your animals for food to feed mm-hmm. your people. I know some people find that a problem, like, especially mm-hmm. vegetarians, but, you know, it's just a board game. You're not really yeah. doing yeah. Yep. It's that idea, I guess. Yeah. Yep. But but this piece of wood is alive, and this piece of wood is wheat, so I don't care if I use this one. But <laughs> you put eyes on anything, and all of a sudden it becomes sadder to make it go. Yeah, no kidding. You play the Sarah McLaughlin song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is so sad. Sorry, if you play Agricola again, just put little googly eyes on all the weeded pumpkins, and people are screwed. <laughs> nothing, nothing is happening. Um. Yeah. By the way, uh, I was actually kind of curious about this, Mike. Um, now, you, like, with how you were saying you hate trick-taking games, if they had, like, some type of superhero trick-taking game, which force do you think would win in that battle? To actually play it? I probably wouldn't really want to play it. It would depend. If the trick-taking game had a ton of expansions and the cards were really cool and had cool, you know, tons of different superheroes on it, I would probably get it just to collect the cards. But if it was just like, you know, like almost the kid type of games where it's Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, you know, and you have to match them up and get three Thors, I'd be like, meh, you know? When you said that, I just love the notion of a trick-taking game having expansions. Like, hey, dude, you know how you got to get, like, all the sixes? Yeah, I hear they're making sevens. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're, ba- you're basically remaking that game over and over again, uh-huh. just with different faces on it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so it probably would not appeal to me no matter what, yeah. because it would always be just, like, the main characters that everybody knows. Yeah. You know, and there'd be eight characters because you have to match them up so many times you know so yeah and it's funny that that made me think of another thing that really actually drives me crazy is like when we bought when i bought the first dc deck building game if you got the first edition or something like that it came with a martian martian manhunter promo card i was like awesome i'd love to have that you know and of course i didn't get it because i you know i didn't have the money at the time so i had to wait got the you know got the you know the regular game or whatever and then you go online and they're selling one promo card for like thirty dollars and you're like Come on! Seriously, I don't care how rare it is. It's not worth thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not like they charge you the cost of the game for a promo card. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just crazy. Ugh. Well, it's funny too because I got excited when uh, Tracy for my birthday, my wife actually got a Teen Titans expansion for DC deck building game, and it came. It, it was one of those first editions with the promo. I was like, yay! And I was like, so excited. I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I could go on the line and probably sell it for $30, but I'm not going to. And I'm just excited that I actually had the chance to have it. Did you get a chance to break that one out yet? Oh, yeah. As lots of people can attest to, it, that's probably, well, it is. It's my favorite game right now is all of that, is the, the, deck, the DC deck building game. Um, it's funny because when I first opened it up, this one has more to do with, 
uh, ongoing cards, if you remember okay. what the... Uh, yeah, so, like, cards that are basically sitting on your table ongoing for different... You can use them for different things or whatever. And at first, I was kind of like, well, that seems kind of stupid, you know? But then as we played it more and stuff like that, you you got the gist of, oh, I you know, I can use these ongoing cards to make a lot of different moves, you know, at one time and stuff like that. So, and plus it's Teen Titans and I love the Teen Titans. So it's just like, it was very easy for me to get into it. You know, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really curious about that because, um, you know, whenever you see like the next generation of a deck builder, mm-hmm. you always wonder if they added enough to make it worth like, like the next step. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like when we were saying Ascension before, it was like, okay, there's these four factions, here you go, just play. Then they added the soul gems. Then, you know, they started adding the multi-factions. Then mm-hmm. they started... I like it when you start to see those gradual progressions. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I like that because I think they had and they have a really good thing in mind where I think they probably have a little bit of an edge over Marvel where they are taking... You can take this last expansion and you can mix it in with the first one and have a really good go at it. You know, you can take the ones in between and have a really good go at it. Um, I got a little mini expansion for Arrow, the TV show, you know, and it's like, it's like, it, you know, some people probably look at that and go, okay, that $10 for that or whatever, that's kind of stupid, you know, why couldn't you just put that into another game, but it it really does put a little more spin onto something you really love already, so it's kind of cool to have something that, that makes it a little different, so... Do they ever add, like, new mechanics in those little packs, too, or do they usually just tag on to what's in the core box? Well, the I think the Arrow one, I think, is a little different. I haven't played it yet, but I also did get one that's Batman versus Joker, and that's a two-player one where before it wasn't it wasn't just straight two-player. It was, like, two to four or whatever, two to five or whatever, but this one, it actually has, instead of having your one superhero card, you have a bunch of superhero cards, and each of them do... Uh, different things. So basically you're kind of attacking each other instead of looking at what's on the board and kind of playing it that way and trying to beat the villains. You're actually going head-to-head, which is a, which is a lot different from the base sets and stuff like that. So that's to that, that shakes it up. Haven't played it yet, but it looks amazing, so I'm excited to play it once we actually get a chance. Mm-hmm. It's good that they put a spin on it, though. Like, you know, they're branching out and looking at new options instead mm-hmm. of just going... Okay, copy paste to make it these heroes instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And they they could easily do that. And the the one thing I was kind of worried about when we talked about these games because when we reviewed them, we actually reviewed the DC and the Marvel at the same time. And you know, it was one of those things where a lot of people were really not giving DC any love at all because Legendary was just so. I mean, it was superior to it at the time, but for some reason, I had a, just a little bit. I don't know. For some reason, I just I. It stuck with me more. I don't know why, but then, you know, it had a chance to really fizzle out, but they actually kept with it, which I give them lots of credit. See, I don't know what it is. For some reason, uh, like, shitting all over Cryptozoic is a huge thing for people now. Yeah, that's crazy. And I don't, like, I mean, the game may have made, like, a bad game here and there at the company, but, I mean... Who has it? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like... You know, people have hands on it, like, you know, like, oh, their Ducktail Builders are terrible, blah, blah. It's always the same thing. It's like, yeah, but if it's fun and familiar and you, it doesn't take an hour to set up, mm-hmm, that's nice. Right. You know, it's yep. like, if you break out that game at 7.30, you can be playing by 7.33. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like Legendary, you got to plan for that. Yep. 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 For know? sure. Yep. And, and then... No, go ahead. I was going to say, the tearing down is just as bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it know, really is. Legendary is the only game where it can take 15 minutes to set up, 
you lose in seven rounds, <laughs> and then you got to put the game away for another twenty minutes. Like yep. that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think that's sometimes where where if you're playing a heavy Euro game, some, sometimes too, I think you have to have a mentality of you know what, just in, just enjoy playing it. Don't do the win or lose part of it because then I think that's where some people may go away from that kind of stuff because if you play a longer game and you don't have fun while it's going and you're just doing so many of these little things then a lot of times it it pushes people away from that kind of stuff and it's like don't you know just like we had talked about before just because you had one bad experience once doesn't mean you can't enjoy it the next time so Mm -hmm. and I've also I've noticed that when people have bad experience with games or they don't like a game they'll immediately write it off as this is a horrible game and anybody who likes it is stupid Yep. I've heard that so many times, and I know, like, when I hate a game, I don't say, like, you know, I'll say, oh, I don't really like this game, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, so-and-so might like it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I notice, like, in, like, video games, board games, even, like, Magic the Gathering, like, there are people out there that will just shit on games mm-hmm. and shit on people who play them, yep. and it kind of, like, draws people away from, you know why am I going to play a board game with you then? I don't want to... Mm-hmm. And it forces people to not get into this hobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be careful. There's a lot There's a lot of bad apples that ruin stuff that, that's really great. You know, so you have to, you really have to be careful about that kind of stuff. Ugh. Yeah, you just you just made my blood pressure boil there a little bit when you mentioned it. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was, I was just, just kind of thinking about that because, you know, I was... I was actually going through our Twitter and stuff like that, and I I had seen you know some negative things on people posting about other stuff, and I'm like, why why would you be on this awesome social media where people can get together from across the country and across the states and across Canada and stuff like that? And it's like, why can't you just have fun with what you have? I mean, it's, there's just so much good stuff out there. I think it's just people just like to complain. Yeah, they like mm-hmm. to hear themselves complain. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's why like um, with. Well, one of the episodes that we did, we were talking about concepts, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just trying to explain how a concept, uh, have you heard of it? The game? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love it, mm-hmm. even though I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I really like, I enjoy it, because I think it's kind of cool how you can mix all these words together, and you can create something. It's hard as hell, mm-hmm. and I suck at it, but I love it. So... Um, I had, like, people tell me, like, oh, you know, if, uh, if, um, what's the word? If you're, if you're a casual player and you just play for fun, you're not going to like this game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, like, because I, I don't want to tell people, like, you know, casual players shouldn't play this game, you know, like, yeah. try to bring it, bring it around where it's like, all right, depending on what type of casual player you are, mm-hmm. certain casual players will love this game. But if, like, you play to win, you're going to hate those people that give the wrong clues. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I like to, like, explain the type of games that are for certain people, but I won't, like, totally shit on those. Like, oh, you're stupid for playing this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're games for a reason. They're supposed to be fun, you know? So why, yeah. why you know, don't, you know, why take them so seriously, you know? If, okay. if I were to take games seriously about, like, winning or losing, I would probably not play any games because I'm terrible <laughs> at most of them. <laughs> but it's just nice to get 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 those out there and, and have that connection with the people you play with. So yeah, it's, it's uh, like you know, I remember like about a year or so back, uh, like I was playing a, a game. I think we we're, um, I think it was like Katana or something like that. And he was like taking the game so seriously. I was like, you do realize that I'm 
pushing a piece of wood on <laughs> octagons and holding a card that shows sheep. Like, how can you take this seriously? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, if you want to be serious about stuff, I'm sure there's much better causes than why would you give him two sheep for a wood? Right. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. That's just silly. So I actually got a few questions for you about like uh, some game groups and everything else too. Mm-hmm. But what do you say we take that into our next episode? All right, awesome. good. <laughs> we are doing fantastic on our thirty-minute window. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later. Are you guys still listening? Is anybody here? It's like, man, I'm getting hungry. We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do the sign-off for part one. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the flip side on Gaming Nonsense Uncentered. Yes, I said it without screwing up! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys, for coming on. Thanks. Uh, It's a pleasure, man. Thank you.